Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Our guest today is Rebecca Shamba. Rebecca is an internationally recognized women leadership expert and author, keynote speaker, and president of Shamba Leadership. Rebecca is the author of the book, It's Not a Glass Ceiling. It's a Sticky Floor and Make Room for Her. Her work is focused on creating inclusive work environments that drive greater talent utilization, innovation, and gender balance. Rebecca's firm is a WeBank certified women business enterprise. Wow, Rebecca, I'm exhausted reading your bio. Welcome. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you for the invitation. You know, I was so intrigued by all that you're doing to give back to women and what you've done so far, writing books and out speaking. I'd really love you to take us a little bit today on a journey of how did you make the decision to become a kind of a leadership expert in this area? Prior to starting Shambaugh Leadership 21 years ago, I worked for three Fortune 500 companies, and I, I learned very early on that the core of driving performance and succeeding in an organization or team lies within at a foundational level within leadership. Leadership are, is the catalyst for ideas. It's the catalyst for people feeling like they're part of something bigger than themselves. It's a catalyst for growth and a catalyst for just really creating a high-performance culture. If we don't have great leadership, then it's very difficult to move an organization, even if it has a great service offering or solution. So I did a lot of – I just couldn't get my, myself out of leadership books when I was growing up and going through college and after that and then working inside companies. I was just a very curious person. And I had leaders that were great leaders that I worked for, and, and you know, like everybody, some maybe not so much. But I developed a passion and a purpose of my own early on that, and that mission statement still is very true and is on our website at Jambal Leadership is I really thrive on helping people reach their fullest potential. And so I decided when I was trying to think about what I wanted to do when I grew up, I really wanted to stay on that mission and really focus on helping leaders to reach their full potential. And if they do, then they will help the organization to reach their full potential. You are so true. When you mention the words like passion and purpose and helping others, that all is leadership to its ultimate meaning. But we often think about this. What are some of, for each of us, our self-limiting beliefs or assumptions and behaviors that hold us back from those passions and purpose in life and really prevent some of us from excelling in our careers? And I think that you've jumped into that and addressed that with so many women. And I thought it would be helpful maybe if you could talk to us a little bit about that today. Of course. Well, you know, maybe I just go back a few years, but working in the leadership space and running my own firm, and then we expanded on a national footprint and global, we did a lot of research and worked with hundreds of leaders, men and women, but we noticed in the pipeline that if you have men and women together in equal roles, experience, education, women after five years or even less would start to fall back and not evolve or grow or advance at the rate men would be able to do so. And so we took a deeper look at that. And then, you know, what we found is that women sometimes would self-defeat their own sense of success, growth, and leadership and sh serving with their best purposeful self and not knowing it. 
And so we coined this frame several years ago that the sticky floors are self-limiting behaviors and beliefs that we acquire through our own experiences and that own narrative that's in our head, that chatter, that story going on in our head. And hence, if we are on a sticky floor, which I've been on many sticky floors, I think all of us have sticky floors at one point in time, then they can and hold, they can hold you back from reaching your full potential. So we further dug into that and created a coaching program and a coaching development program and then a Women's Leadership Institute, which is still offered around the globe and here in the U.S. for number of talented women leaders. But we focus, we start from a position of strength and look at women's strengths because one of the self-limiting beliefs sometimes for us or as women is that we, we don't think we're enough. We don't realize our strengths. We don't know our value. So I think it's it's important early on in going through our career, even as we advance to leadership, executive leadership on boards, is to know our value. We're very good at a lot of different things. What are those top two or three things that we're really good at? but we love doing, that we have a passion around and a sense of purpose because when we align those strengths with what we do, we do thrive. But a lot of times we're waiting for that knight in shining armor to come walking at our door, knock on our office door and say, here, I'm here to take you to where you want to go. Well, actually, we are the architect of our path, of our future career and our lifeline. So I think it's knowing our value, knowing we are enough, and then I think the other piece is then surrounding yourself with people that believe in you, that see your unique strengths. And I was evolving as a leader, as a human being. My father always valued relationships. He valued building bridges. He valued helping other people. And I always believed that myself. And so I had this opportunity, was very grateful to have a posse, a board of directors around me at various different curves of my life and growth periods. And these people sometimes had a broader vision of me than I had of myself, and they believed in me, and they gave me that confidence. They helped me to see where my blind spots were and helped me to reach my best self. It's hard to do it on your own, but I think to know your significance, to know thy strengths, is to be around people that can help you to see that and believe that and can help you to advance those strengths. I can't agree with you more. I, I, when you're talking, I'm smiling here because I think I love your visual of the sticky floor because I think it so sums up that we often don't realize the power of asking for help and building and surrounding ourselves with those relationships as women. So I have to tell you, the visual of the sticky floor sums that up so beautifully. It is true. And we get better, but I think we do sometimes just fall right back into that. I'm going to work really hard and someone will notice versus being proactive and seeking the the recognition that we deserve. So That's right. I, I agree with you. That's right. I so agree with you. And, you know, I think it guides us into exactly what so many women across this country are experiencing right now. When you, when you talked about asking for help, where are our goals, having confidence, where you are right in the thick of this and what a gift we have to have you here. Talk a little bit to the women that are experiencing this of how you see women adjusting to being at home during this pandemic type of environment and maybe even going forward as things change where people may not go back right away full time, but they have, some of them have children or they have other responsibilities. Where are you seeing this as, I think you probably are such a great asset right now in what you're doing to help women as they journey through this transition? Well, we are seeing a lot of that, and unfortunately, some of it is turning us in the wrong direction. A number of women are exiting 
organizations and at a fundamental level, it's very difficult for them to now manage households, children, family, elderly, parents, and do the work too when they used to be able to go to work and have a, a proper day, right? So it's hitting all of us that way in many respects. But I think it's really important here on a number of fronts is to be able to set boundaries. And I think this is for men and women in general. I remember when the COVID pandemic started, we were on our computer screens from 7 till 7 at night, not setting boundaries, not giving ourselves a cognitive break. So listen, I'm speaking at a very fundamental level. It's important to take those cognitive breaks, get off away from the screen, take a walk, go off and, and, and do something that you enjoy to do to get your mind fresh. Because if not, we, we don't think straight. We lose that sense of prioritization. And so I actually call this contact setting. And so look at your top three goals in a day and what are the most important ones? Say it's something around being very strategic in terms of who you're going to really speak with today or a project for a customer that's really a top goal and objective for you and your team. Think strategic. What are you going to tackle first in the day? And then maybe there's more around contact setting information, sharing information with your team, seeking out information around some brainstorming areas that you really need to focus on for some research that you're doing. Could be having conversations with people, but do contact setting and not just get caught up in a mirage of things that you have to do and just knock them off the list, but prioritize and be strategic about that. I think the other thing is really, really important here as I look at some of these exits of women in organizations, I think some of these are regrettable losses. And I think given that a lot of folks are at home, not everybody, some of our clients have worked virtually for years, but we lose that connection with our team. We lose that connection with our manager. And that walking to the conference meeting or to the, back from the drinking fountain or after lunch or a cup of coffee, we lose those informal conversations or one-on-one -on -one dialogue that we talk about one-on-one. -on -one what I'm challenged with, what excites me, what's working well, what's not working well, because it's that more intimate, trusting setting. And now we're at home, we're remote, we're isolated. And so it makes it difficult sometimes for our managers, our company to know what our world looks like, getting up in the morning all the way through the end of the day and the struggles that we have. So I think it's important that we as women and all of us who are struggling at home is to really be able to speak up and ask for those things that we want and we need right now to really help us to to properly, in a well-being perspective, engage in both work and life. And I always believe that people aren't mind readers. There's not an app out there, right? They can, like, can turn it on just yet and people know how we're thinking, what we're experiencing. And I think that some of these, the exiting of these, if women could come back to their manager, their organization, and have made proper, thoughtful proposals on, listen, I have to give up this global team. I have someone who can pass it on because it's a 24 by 7, and I'm overly stretched now with family and other things in the household. Instead of leaving, give them the opportunity, the company, to be creative, right, and really come back to more of a collaborative problem-solving or opportunity conversation of how we can tackle this together. Right. But I just came off of a CEO call with three Fortune 500 companies this morning. And I will say that a message for organizations is flexibility is key. It is so, so key as we come out of this transformational time. Flexibility in the workplace, creating safety in the workplace where people can feel like they can come with their true selves and balance performance with empathy for those people because at a cognitive level, 
we can only absorb and take on so much. And then we start to, everything starts to go downhill, so to speak, and we become tapped out. So I know this is more personally for individuals, but successful future-focused organizations are really carving out that space to figure out how we can create those more flexible, inclusive work environments. Yeah, and I actually agree with you, Rebecca, for women, that we also can be cutting edge in exploring and sharing how institutions and ourselves, even entrepreneurs, can be more flexible. And I smiled when you talked about the app because I thought, not an app yet, but probably in two weeks we'll have an app for, <laughs> for everything. But I do think that flexibility is the key word. And I do think that women naturally are very creative thinkers, and we've had to for so many years, figure out how we're going to manage through different experiences. And so I think that's a gift that women are bringing to the workforce. I always end every podcast by asking each of our guests if they would share just one piece of advice, because we're talking about women that are in the workforce, but we're also talking about young women who are graduating from MBA schools or they're Mm -hmm. coming out of college and they're entering the workforce in their careers or women that are coming back into their careers for having, as we talked full circle today, took a break for a year to be home with a, with a child or helping a parent, whatever that need was, what advice would you give them coming back into their career and how they would approach that death? Well, I have probably three things, but I think I can only speak for myself, is, is focus on the things that you care about. So you arrive every day at your work and as a human being purposeful. And what you care about is aligning your projects things around you with a sense of purpose, right? I have folks that are very purposeful and care about creating a healthier environment so so people can live a prosperous life, right, a healthy life. And so they're in the pharmaceutical vaccine area or they're running clinical trials or uh, some people like the numbers and how the cash register works, right? So it's about getting in that finance area and learning more about that. So whatever, I'm passionate about helping people reach their full potential. So I am around the coaching development, providing coaching development programs for women. So find that passion and stay with that because the research will tell you if you can find and align yourself with that. Number one, you're much more able to articulate when people ask if you're interested in this position and you're not, to be able to articulate to others the reason why you're not, but you would be interested in that. And you know what? I guarantee you, they'll leave that opportunity for you to align with something that really ignites your curiosity and sense of purpose. I think the other thing is being willing to take risks. Be curious. Sometimes we talk ourselves out of opportunities or stretch assignments. We lay on ourselves and our decision-making on a set of assumptions that have lived with us for years. But as we move forward into this new, if you will, 2021, everything is dynamic. Everything is changing and shifting. And so I leave us as an opportunity to not look in the rearview mirror but to be open and curious because a lot of times a set of assumptions that we have in our head don't necessarily mean that they are true. So be open to taking on new opportunities, going for stretch assignments, being willing to take those risks. And if you're thinking about taking a risk, getting out of your comfort zone, here's a way to qualify if it's worth taking that risk. Number one, ask yourself, will this risk help further develop my skills and knowledge? The second question, will this risk allow me to expand and create new relationships, enhance my visibility and my my reputation, right? And will this risk differentiate me from others? If you can answer yes to one or all three of these or two, 
then there's a good chance I would invite you to take that risk and not look back. You know, I can't thank you enough because what great advice. And, Rebecca, you have been cutting edge in coming out in the forefront of helping and recognize women leadership. And Shamba Leadership, your firm, it's what women need. And right now I think it's so critical for women in what they're going through. So I, I want to thank you so much today for joining us. And we wish you and your firm the best of luck and also a thank you. A thank you for giving back. And and I think you are the role model of you you really did explore what you were passionate about and what you believed in. And as a result, you have had such great success. So thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.